Highly educated, highly motivated, but highly elevated as an entrepreneur, Kimberly Brooks has over 100 team members working for her. She is the most valuable piece to the paparazzi franchise. Everybody, go check out Kimberly Brooks. Please support her. Go to her Instagram page, Shine Bright Gems. Click on the link and show some support for our own Kimberly Brooks from Texas. Salute. Looking for a future A-list star? Looking for a future Emmy or Grammy Award winning superstar? Look no further than the hottest black and white indie films in the world on Tubi App Channel. We got all the great movies and all the great performers and actors and actresses like Natia Nicole, Socorro Jones, Jasmine Alicia, Kelsey Delamar, and film production like 856 Films, Dennis Reed Productions, yes, and so much more. Check out the Tubi app channel for the hottest films are on full display. It's fantastic. Let's get it. Love creativity. Do you enjoy artwork on your book bag, handbag? a mug, a tumbler, even on a key chain. Then check out Love Able Creations, where she puts all of her love through her artwork. Yes, check out Love Able Creations, where creativity meets innovation in an accessory. Yeah. If you love the designs and artwork on your tumbler or on your cup, look no further than O Customs, where creativity and genius is right on your cup. Enjoy. Good morning, everyone, all across the globe. This is Raymond Ricks II, back with you with another one. It is a lovely Sunday morning, 11.39 a.m., June 11th. Yes, um, while I've been busy, I've been looking over my son. I have a couple of jobs that I have uh, 
It's been, it's been a little difficult, but I'm going to do the best I can to get it back on schedule from a podcast. And um, I must tell you, I'm extremely grateful for all of you. I really am. And I must tell you, it is, I'm truly blessed. It is. Um, But I'm here with a daily message. All right. And that goes to, it's dedicated to a lot of you church folks out here. Now, I'm, I'm not a Christian. I don't proclaim to be one. You know, a lot of people in my family are Christians. They believe in Jesus. They believe in his word, his movement, his actions. My wife, she is a devout Christian all of her life. Not really all of her life, but since she was 18. Um, You know, the fear. My in-laws are trying to, they're trying to get me to commit to something that isn't really for me. And not a knock on them. I just, I have a right to believe what I want to believe. Um, You have Christians out there. who want to push their beliefs on people. It's not a shot at them, but what if that denomination doesn't work for that person? All right, people have a right to believe what they wanna believe. People have the right to not believe in Jesus. People have the right to not believe in Allah. People have the right to not believe in Buddha. People have the right to not believe in Jah, Mary, etc., etc. It doesn't make them a sinful person. So if you don't believe in Jesus, if you don't believe in Allah and His Word, you're going straight to hell. You're going to be in internal damnation well all of you religions say that all of you I remember years ago where there are lobbyists in Washington DC you have Christian lobbyists you have Buddhist lobbyists you have you have um, Catholic lobbyists Different religions have lobbyists. Why is that? I saw I saw the video of it years ago. It still stuck to my head. Well, religion, the church, it's a business at the end of the day. Do the pastors, the pastors' wives, Church members, do they deserve to get paid? Absolutely. 
there's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it at all. I, as a matter of fact, if you're doing the good work to helping people, you deserve to get paid. Everybody deserves to eat. Everybody. If you work hard, even if people don't agree with it, you deserve to eat. It's up to the people to wake up and realize what it really is. All right. Uh, yes, I do believe they should get paid. At the same time, I believe that they should speak the truth. Speak on its historical origins. Okay. Do it in good will and good faith. A lot of pastors and deacons, they get all this money from the church tax-free. And, and I'm telling you, a lot of a lot of them show their true character. There's this food service director I used to work for years back. You know, talks about the Lord, talks about how God saved him, this and that. But his actions are so demonic that it has ran people away from his church. He's not the only one. Uh, uh, was it a so-called cook? She's a midget. She's a midget, by the way, but not, <laughs> but she claims to praise God, listening to Kirk Franklin music, uh, this and that. Gossips about everybody in the kitchen. Disrespectful. Very aloof. She's like, what? A member of his church. My boss's church. I'm telling you, you got a lot of evil people going inside the church. You have a lot of deacons, you have a lot of pastors who only start up a church for the money. Yes, it takes money to get something done. It takes money for fundraisers, for developing projects, building churches, building shelters. Yeah, it takes money, yes. I get that. But a lot of them use it to their own personal advantage. It's no longer about saving souls. It's about getting paid in the name of Jesus. So I really get to see the true colors of church people. All right. I was a former member of a church years back up in Hampton. Thought they were cool, thought they were about giving, thought they were about the presence of the Lord. But their true colors showed they were in it for the money. They were in it for attention. Nothing spiritual 
about that. When I listen to Dr. Phil Valentine in his message, in his in his word, on um, vampires of the Bible. Oh, I'm sorry, vampires of consciousness. He talks about how European religions are not spiritual. He'll tell you, he'll tell you, he'll tell you the evidence. He'll go from, you know, word by word. I will play some of it for you because that's who I honor. Dr. Phil Valentine, that's my hero. Besides my parents, he is one of my heroes. But I want to ask you great Christians out there. I want to ask what is what is his actual birthday? If he truly existed in your eyes, where is the primary source? Where is the evidence? Is it, you always say, no, the Bible says it. But guess who created the Bible? Was not Jesus the Christ? A man created the Bible. Who is that man that created the Bible? What was, what is his personality, his characteristics? Does he live and breathe the word himself? What is his, what is the author's origin? People, I'm going to have to say this here. King James created his version of the Bible so he can be exonerated from for all the crimes that he has committed to pedophilia, to sleeping with different women. He committed a lot of sexual acts. And yet you good faithful Christians carried that book into the church. The spirit of King James is gonna be in you and then you're going to take that out into the real world. And the next thing you know, your true colors will show. Some of y'all are going to be behind bars. Yeah, because of a unhinged sexual act that you're not supposed to commit. It's happened. I believe in, I believe in God. I believe that God is nature. I believe God is the sky. I believe God is a positive spiritual entity that we all need to worship and focus on. God is a, is a powerful force of energy that can make you think, that can make you wonder, and they can make you turn your life completely around. They'll make you humble. 
the real God. That's right, the real God brings positive spirituality into your life. The real God loves you and loves the non-believers. He also helps out the non-believers too. He blessed them as well. All right. So my message to the Christians, don't judge people. All right. You can be critical, but be critical in a loving way. So many of you are critical just to boost your ego. And that's another reason why people are leaving the church. Gossiping. Got sisters wearing white dress on with their fancy hats and on their faces. The biggest gossipers in the world. What's the point in gossiping? I never get that. I never... I will never get why people gossip in the church. Some of them think they're invincible. Thinking they're what? Superwoman or Superman. Nothing spiritual about you guys. Your behavior, your attitude. You don't have to like what I say, but I'm keeping it 100. I've dealt with church hurt and it was not fun. It was not fun, but I'm glad that it happened because now it has woken me up to see the true colors. That's right. There are people in my former church that I used to go to in Christ Church that would not add me on they would not add me on on um, Instagram. And I smiled and laughed and said, it's all good. It's all good. Because the true colors have shown. Because I was critical of Christ Church in the past. You know. No hard feelings, but. Hey, it is what it is. Y'all know what y'all did. Y'all ran out. Y'all ran out a lot of good people. That's right. What does gossip mean about oh one of the sisters was sleeping with another brother in church? What the fuck does that gotta do with the spirit of God? The history of God. What the fuck does that have to do with it? Well, anyways, I'm going to, you know, play you this video 
by um, Dr. Phil Valentine. Who I love very dearly. Um, I wish I could beat him. I 
decided to dedicate a portion of this lecture to Paul after I saw a television broadcast with the theological crack pusher Creflo Dollar and some other Christian shows called The Believer's Voice of Victory. These people were talking such bullshit with Paul, Paul was concerned, that I decided to set the record straight. Now, again, I use the word bullshit right there for myself. The testimony of Paul, by all accounts, shows proof by evidence taken from the New Testament that Jesus the Christ, or Aesus, the anointed one of the four Gospels, is a mythological character. To this end, we will first examine the testimony of Paul, for he is the first Christian writer whose works have been allowed to come down to the masses. Paul, or Saul, is promoted by Christianity as the greatest writer of its earliest time. He seems to have done more than any other person to establish the Christian religion, if his, his alleged epistles contained in the New Testaments can be said to be true. I say this because of the true history of Paul, we know nothing. We find no evidence as to when he was born, how long he lived, or at what dates the several events of his life occurred. It is said that he was sent to Rome sometime before the death of Festus, which occurred about 62 AD. It appears that he suffered martyrdom in the so-called Neroian, Drew Nero, executions during 64 AD. If any of the epistles of Paul in the New Testament were written by him, then they were prepared by one who lived in Jerusalem when Jesus the Christ of the four Gospels is said to have been teaching there. If the alleged facts of the life and work of Jesus were known to anyone of the first century of Christianity, Paul is the one who should have known about it most fully. If Jerusalem was the place of Paul's education, now you can look in Acts um, chapter 22 verse 3, they tell you that that's where he was taught. Then his education must have been going on at the time of the preaching on the death of this person called Jesus. This makes this inquiry and investigation even more eerie and strange if Jesus were a real person, that is, living and preaching at that time, that Paul never met him, much less knew anything of his teachings, since, as we were told by the Bible, that the fame of Jesus went out all over the world. Now, you could talk about that. Matthew 4 and 24, Matthew 9, 26 and 31, Matthew 14 and 1, Mark 1 and 28, Luke 4, 14, 37, Luke 5 and 15. All of these are the Bible depictions that tell you that Jesus and his ministry were known throughout the world. Where was Paul? That he heard and knew nothing of these things. Paul admits that he never saw Jesus, except in a damn vision. Go to Acts 18 and 9. Go to Acts 9, 3 to 5. Go to 1 Corinthians 9, verse 1. Go to 1 Corinthians 15 and 8. You want proof? I'm giving it to you. Then it appears that he did not see Jesus in a vision for the man that journeyed with him, those men who journeyed with him, stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. Go to Acts 9 and 7. The Encyclopedia Biblica. Listen. The Encyclopedia Biblica states, It is true that the picture of Paul, drawn by later times, differs utterly in more or fewer of its details from the original legend, uh, uh, 
<clears throat> has made itself master of this person. The simple truth has been mixed up with invention. Paul has become the hero of an admiring band of the more highly developed Christians. I want you guys to listen to the rest of it on YouTube. It is Vampires of Consciousness by Dr. Phil Valentine. Much love to Dr. Phil Valentine and his family. I love all of you so dearly. There is more to life than just the Bible as a source. Nothing wrong with reading the Bible. Nothing wrong with believing in the Bible. But there are plenty other sources out there that basically can connect evidence of the actions that have taken place in the um, B.C. era. Horus set Osiris. Was it? Yeah. Set Osiris Horus. The story of is actually the story of them. The biblical story that was in Egypt. All right. Let me look it up right quick. I'm sorry, Osiris, Horus, and Isis. Osiris was slain by the god Seth, who tore apart the corpse and flung the pieces all over Egypt. According to some accounts, the goddess Isis, consort of Osiris, and her sister, Nephthys, found the pieces and gave new life to Osiris, who became the ruler of the underworld. Isis and Osiris then conceived Horus. Isis' name is first attested in the fifth dynasty in the pyramid text. She was the wife of Osiris and the mother of Horus and thus was symbolically mother to the Pharaoh. Set returned according to this daily habit and ate the lettuce, which he regularly ate. Thereupon, he became pregnant with the semen of Horus. Strange, but... Etc., etc. So, their story is similar to Jesus, Joseph, and Mary. So if you also want to um, be a little bit more educated on it, read the story of um, the African Myth or Reality by 
the late great scholar Shaykhana Jab. To the Christians out there, some of y'all are great people. Some of y'all have a great heart. Some of you are living the word of God all the time. And I commend you. I commend you. You, the people, the Christians who are out there feeding the homeless, teaching, educating them how to get jobs, wealth, to live life on life terms, to heal. Those are the Christians I commend. This isn't about you guys. It's about those who are corrupting the spiritual language of God. Especially in the political field, you have a lot of people in Congress, Democrat or Republican, that use that biblical name of Jesus for their political advantages so that people can elect them. Because, because you know, black people their family, their families, their families for generation and generations were connected to the word of God. And it's like they can't get that detached from their soul. So when you talk about, oh, they love Jesus, boom, that psychosis is connected. They believe that you're a man or woman of God. You get them elected. All right. So, the book, the biblical book, can be used as a sword for all intended purposes to cover their dirt, to cover their illicit act. You don't have to believe me, just do the knowledge. Well, hey, everybody, this is the daily message. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to my parents, my brother, my wife and son, and all the family members who, um, my cousins and their kids who graduated from high school going into college. Congratulations. Congratulations to you guys. Y'all earned it. I'm proud of all of you. Yes. You know, hopefully one day, if God's willing, I'll be able to see my son, the cap and gown, graduate. He doesn't have to go to college. I just want my son to be happy. If he doesn't go to college, I'm gonna support him 100%. If he wants to go to trade school, I'll support him 100%. If he just wanna work, come straight to, uh, from high school into the work field, I will support him 100%. I will look out for my son and I will be proud of him no matter what. Much love to you. My son, Raymond Ricks the third. He's 19 months now. 
So in another 17 or 18 more years, I'll be looking forward to the day that he graduates. I'm not putting pressure on him, but I want him to take his time in developing, but also know that your father is here to help guide you and your father is going to be here to love you. I got your back, son. WGAG Radio, Don Nicoleone, Nefertiti Survival in the Game. I miss you ladies on air. I really do. Y'all just don't know how y'all have helped change and save my life with bright knowledge and wisdom. I love you ladies. All right. Whenever y'all come back, I'm going to be the first one to tune in. So Don Nicoleone show. It's on YouTube. Catch the replay of it. It's fantastic. Till next time, I'm out. Much love.